Hello and welcome to RaiderCast, the podcast that dives into the myths, monsters and mysteries of Tomb Raider. In this episode, we're joined by another special guest. She's been a fan since the 1990s, and she's known for her awesome Tomb Raider live streams over on Twitch, and even her cosplay and her fan art. Today, I'm pleased to introduce the one and only Melanie Mack. Hey Mel, welcome to RaiderCast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm super excited to finally be speaking to you and I can't wait to dive into all things Lara in this episode. Absolutely. How are you? I'm doing well, doing great. That's good. (laughs) What we want to be talking about in this episode is the character development of Lara Croft, Mm -hmm. how she has changed the different variations, the different takes on her character since 1996, all the way through to Shadow of the Tomb Raider so far. I want to start this off with a little excerpt from, I think, a very, very early Tomb Raider development document before it was Lara Croft. Yeah. (laughs) When she was Lara Cruz. Mm -hmm. Because there was one little sentence that always just made me think, you know what, I still see this in Lara. And I absolutely love it. And that little sentence is a description of Miss Cruz, which says, Lara Cruz is a modern day adventurer and procurer of rare artifacts, which she relieves from Johnny Foreigner with the gay abandon of a five-year-old stealing a Mars bar from a local shop. I love that. (laughs) I love it so much. Because I still, I see that sort of, "Ah, I'm just going to do it anyway. Mine sort of stealing. She's going to do what she wants to do. And I love that. Yes. So right back in 1996, we had her Atlantis adventure and Mm. she was quite a down-to-earth, whimsical, calm character. Mm -hmm. And where have we gone since then? So... All all over the place. (laughs) Literally across the world. Yeah. Um, So her character back then, she was the daughter of um, Lord and Lady Croft, I believe, back then. Mm-hmm. who she turned her back or they turned their back on her because of her ways and she mm-hmm. went off she had that independence that fierce independent this is my life i don't care what anyone says this is what i want to do yeah that made her so powerful it made her that's one reason why i admired her so much is she did what she wanted to do she had that arranged marriage with the earl of barrington and she's like nope don't want to do this Parents don't support her, parents disown her. She's like, I'm still gonna do what I wanna do anyway. And that just made her so empowering to me for sure. She was, indeed, she was like such a girl power icon as well. Absolutely, yes. From my perspective, it changed and altered. I'm sure there are still big aspects of empowerment, but I don't think it's just a girl power thing anymore because she became such an icon, even like, for the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. since goodness knows when, but I do remember quite a few times in the past, uh, whenever I've talked about people from various forums, and it's always been like, do any straight men like Lara Croft? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> That's what's so funny is how the media likes to portray it as like, oh, Lara Croft was made for straight men back then and now she's made for everybody. But in all reality, 
it was women and the LGBTQ community who really adopted her and were some of her biggest fans. And of course, some straight men liked her as well, but she has and, and had a massive female and LGBTQ community for sure. Do you think that has changed across the years? Do you think that the way that she was portrayed has maybe affected that? Do you, in your mind, do you see her as as big a girl power icon as she was in the 90s? I personally don't. <laughs> I know that there's people who disagree with me, of course, but I don't see her that same way anymore. And I think the big reason for that is when you look at classic Lara, she was made to break all the rules, to do what she wanted to do. And even Toby Gard has said when creating her, you know, he was told to make an American male character and typically like the British characters were villains and stuff and he totally turned that around and he it was an act of rebellion in the first place just creating her like you know what I'm gonna make a female character and she's gonna be British and so she was created as an act of rebelliousness and then you know later especially with what we're seeing since the reboot is if you look at even interviews for like Tomb Raider 2013 they deliberately made her not to be intimidating so it's like they played it safe it's like oh we want to make her pretty but not too pretty uh we want to make her strong but not too strong we want to make her lovable we want to make her relatable and so it just doesn't feel as empowering when she's a lot more safe like that you know i remember as well i think even in the is it the 20 years of Tomb Raider book that came out a few years ago? And there were some of these interviews written about in there as well. And I remember one that was saying how she used to be borderline superhero and they wanted to come back from that. Right. I really enjoyed that about her. I never saw her as a sort of superhero in itself. Personally, mm -hmm. I never really saw her as a hero. I always saw her as an anti-hero. Same. <laughs> she's, she's a thief. <laughs> that's she what kills people. Yes, and that's kind of what made her uh, so much of a power fantasy. Is it's just like, wow, she does what she wants to do. That's just how she is, and and I love that. It was. It's such an exciting part of her character as well. Going mm -hmm. way back into the past, she was this sort of fierce, independent woman who went round basically just taking what she wanted, as she said for herself. I only play for sport, you know, yes. this idea that she just wants things because she wants, she's a bit of a hoarder in some mm -hmm. she's, oh, she's like a magpie, she sees something, yeah. oh that's shiny, I want it. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a line I always refer to in um, the Cradle of Life movie, mm -hmm. and at the start of the film she dives into a temple and she's with a couple of other raiders, mm -hmm. and uh, they're looking around and they see something shiny and they're like, oh my God, what is it? And Lara's just got this glint in her eye. She's like, it's mine. I <laughs> love that so much. That, that, that just fully love. embodies what classic Lara was to me. Yes. Yeah. Now, I would like to talk to you well a little bit about the differences and how she has changed since uh, Crystal Dynamics took over. So mm. the Legend Anniversary Underworld trilogy, her motivations there were very much aimed towards her finding her mother. And it was a very, right. in that way, it was a very female-centric story. Mm -hmm. 
compared to the reboot, which we'll get into a little bit later on, which is right. much more of a sort of paternal, that side of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like you have the mother side of the story and the father side of the story. Do you think there is much to be said for the, the girl power aspect of her basically trying to help her mum and going after that parental storyline? Uh, it's hard to say. I think the fact that, I think in general in a game where it's like, oh, let's make a female character who's looking for her mom, that's, that's fine, that can be empowering, but I think the fact that you, com- or they completely change a character who was originally extremely rebellious and who did what she was going to do without parental support anyway and then change her motivations uh to be focused around in this case her mom and of course later her dad but it just completely changed the dynamic of her character it completely took a lot of that power that she had away whenever her motivations weren't for herself anymore and i think that in terms of if you're really talking about like woman power and all that stuff, it feels powerful to do what what you want to do because you want to do it. That That's really the only reason that they needed for her was why is she doing this? Because she wants to. And that's a powerful okay. thing. And so having that change definitely was a step back in my opinion. And it, it, yeah, it was just sad to see. It was really sad for me to see. And I feel like even beyond just, the whole power aspect of it, it just felt a little more cliche, almost Hollywoody in a way where it's yeah. like, oh, let's make this a parental story mm-hmm. because her playing for sport isn't good enough. That's not compelling enough, which I can't remember the interviews exactly, but something along those lines of, oh, well, we have to make this more interesting. But in my opinion, and, and a lot of the fans at the time really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So... I don't really think they succeeded in that. No, I seem to remember many, many a day spent angrily typing away at my keyboard. Yep. If they'd done this, I don't care about her parents. Not Mm supposed to care about her parents. And it's been such an interesting journey making this podcast because I've seen, (laughs) I've seen both sides now. It sounds ridiculous and cliche to say something like that. And Hand on heart, I still can't bring myself to play Legend because I'm still so angry about it. See, me too. I was just thinking about this. I last played it several months ago. And first of all, I mean, one of the big problems too is it basically plays itself. There's little to no adventure and exploring to be had. But even beyond that, with just the story, I just it just makes me angry. It, it makes me upset. I'm like, why is she talking to Zip and Alistair all the time on the headset? She's supposed to be independent and doing her own thing. She doesn't need these guys to take care of her. And then caught in a tomb. Yes. And then, and then one of the worst lines in Tomb Raider history for me was in Legend, whenever she tells Zip, you always take care of me, Zip. And I'm just like, I can't deal. <laughs> it makes me so mad. Nobody takes care of Lara Croft. She takes care of herself. <laughs> but yeah, making this podcast as well and speaking to so many different people about their experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there'll be so many people who like, Legend is my favorite. Um, yeah. In the past, I would have just been like, <laughs> but it's like, okay, no, tell me why, tell me why. And they tell me and they come up and it's everything. It's all about their personal experiences. Right. And it's amazing to see this other side of the fandom who 
they may be slightly younger. Maybe they didn't get to play um, right. one to six, or maybe Legend was their first introduction mm-hmm. or their first entry that they liked. And there's some people who have experienced like, I don't know, bad things have happened to them in their life. And right. that game was the only solace for them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they had something happened between them and their parents and they saw this sort of right. dynamic between Lara and her parents as this sort mm-hmm. of thing that they could latch onto. And I thought that was really just a little bit of chills now thinking about it. It's like, yeah. it's like something that I personally could relate to, but I love that Tomb Raider, no matter who made it, mm-hmm. has been able to give that to the community and to certain players. And I think that's absolutely wonderful. For sure. And speaking of things like that, I've spoken on previous episodes to Shelley Blonde and to Jennifer Millwood about mm-hmm. what they think, if anything, could bridge the gaps in and the divisions in the Tomb Raider community. Mm-hmm. What do you think about things like that? Do you think it's too far gone? I think that there's a chance to kind of bridge that gap. For most people, there's going to be extremes on both sides that there's there's nothing that's going to make them happy unless it's exactly what they want. But I think that for the most part, most people are pretty open-minded and most people, even among the division, there's classic and even current fans who are at each other's throats all the time, kind of want the same thing anyway, I'm finding to some (laughs) degree. And that's what's so funny to me is why there's all this division when it's kind of agreed upon that we want Lara to be more edgy more independent, more strong. We want the braid back. We want some more classic Lara brought in there to some degree. I think most of us don't expect that it has to be 100% classic Lara, but we want to see a, a blending of the two. And I think that would be a good compromise. And I, again, I think that most people would be satisfied with that. And so that's why it's so funny to me when you know, these these very passionate arguments happen when in reality, we kind of want the same thing. We're just from different sides. Why are you shouting at me? We're on the same side. Yeah, exactly. But then I think that, you know, obviously a huge part of the responsibility with that will be with the developers and what they're going to do with, because classic fans, we feel left out. And, you know, adding some more classic elements will definitely to not only the gameplay, but to Lara. I mean, even Shadow added enough puzzles and stuff like that to make a lot of the classic fans happy. It was just Lara that unfortunately wasn't quite there, um, that didn't have as much classic Lara personality in there. And so I do think that the developers can make a change and, and help make most people happy but then at the same time it's also on us as fans as well because i mean there's going to be things we don't agree with there's going to be opinions we don't agree with we don't have to hate each other we can respect that we have different opinions and if it makes you that emotionally charged to see a critique that you don't want to see you can always mute somebody or block them you don't have to make personal attacks you don't have to call names all that stuff and i think that you know just being kind people to each other and respecting each other whether we agree or not is important for sure that was beautifully said that was really beautifully said thank you it goes very nicely as well with what jenny was saying that Mm -hmm. a lot of the things come from people arguing because of maybe favorites as well. Right. Where people like, 
oh, which Tomb Raider game is the best or which Tomb Raider game is your favourite? And people right. go off and they get so passionately into that argument of this game yep. is because, and then someone else says, no, this game is this because of this. And then mm. happening there, it's like, look at, look at the gaps, look at what you can fill in between your favourite and your favourite. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a version of Lara Croft. She's doing things like this. She's going off, she's raiding places. Come on. Yeah. But also in the way that you were talking as well about what can be implemented in the games in terms of bridging the gap between the the old games and the new games and the mm -hmm. sort of like her personality or just the way that she raids even. Right. Jenny was saying as well that the way that she's presented online on official channels could mm -hmm. also go a long way. She thinks as well exactly. that official channels could help bridge these gaps mm -hmm. in terms of like Tomb Raider social media channels. Right. A lot of people follow Tomb Raider social media officially because they love the franchise, they love the story, mm -hmm. they love Lara full stop. But it's not just, it's not all Lara, it's not every version of Lara, it's not every Tomb Raider game that's being promoted yep. or shared or adored by the official channels. More often mm -hmm. than not, it's just, here's our latest game. Right. Here's our latest product. <laughs> exactly. If we can get the community to celebrate all of the good things about the series, then I personally think that's a, a really nice way of bringing yeah, it. Yeah, and there's so much talent in the community. We're seeing from the Tomb Raider level editor community, the like modding community, fan art, all that stuff. And I feel like especially the Tomb Raider level editing community is a huge untapped area that they're not showcasing enough i mean some of these levels are just spectacular and we're feeling like we're getting to experience uh, more classic tomb raider adventures and i am so grateful that this community exists because we haven't had a classic experience in so long at an official capacity so just having this community is incredible and i really do feel like it would just mean so much to the fans to have them featured more often. I think so too. I think that would be, that would go a long way to helping everyone feel included and yeah. well, valid, really. I think and not well. everything on social media, that on their social medias have to sell something. That's the thing. It's like, they shouldn't only post if it's to promote a sale or their new upcoming announcement or anything like that, or a collaboration with another company. Just share stuff just for the love of the fans. It doesn't all have to be to promote something. Completely agree. I am going to jump back into Lara's life and this time more of a reboot spin. So as we were talking about before, she kind of went from this um, independent rebel to someone who's, yeah, she's maintaining some level of independency, but she's now, her motivations have switched towards her parents and in particular right. her mum. This time, the mum is out of the question and everything is going through Lara's dad. Right. Now a lot of, people have brought up the concept of daddy issues and how this area in a Tomb Raider game where you have a such a strong female protagonist is now being directed into following in her father's footsteps. Has that robbed Lara even more of her agency? Is it problematic that she is now trapped in this trope mm -hmm. that's 
pretty cliche. It's kind of Batman when you think about right, it. Right, exactly. Yeah, I definitely find it problematic and I find it more problematic than even the Legend Underworld thing. You know, at least it was her mom, it was a female figure, and now it's her dad. She's And the fact that it feels like she's in his footsteps is what makes it so much worse. It's like she, in the games, it feels like she's never on his level. She's following him and she's not even on his level. So it's definitely frustrating to see. And even beyond just that, it's like the fans complained about the whole mom story. And I just feel like it was so out of touch for Crystal Dynamics to be like, okay, we're done with the mom story. We're gonna have a dad story now. <laughs> it's like, you knew we didn't like the mom story. What would make you think we would like this? I just don't get that. But yeah, it's frustrating to see. And I feel like, I feel like the movie did a better job of that. Because even though it's something I really don't wanna see again, and I feel like the whole trope with following in the father's footsteps, is just the worst thing to happen to Tomb Raider, probably. I, I feel like the movie at least did it better in the fact that Lara was more on a rescue mission. She wasn't just following him. She was going to save him. And then by his own admission, she surpassed him. So it gave her the power. And we don't see Lara get that power in the games lately, unfortunately. Yeah, I really like that. I have to admit, I enjoyed the film a lot more than I was expecting to. Mm -hmm. And personally, I did enjoy it much more than the game it was based on, which Same. really surprised me. Yeah, and I find that a lot of classic fans really unexpectedly liked the movie a lot. Of course, not all of them, but I, I found a whole bunch of them. That's one thing that, you know, that shows that this whole reboot universe, it's not that we're just here to trash anything Crystal Dynamics makes just for the sake of it because it's different. It just, it could be executed in a better way. And I think the movie really proved that. And even with Alicia Vikander portraying Lara in more of a classic personality. So she still was reboot Lara, but she had the core of Lara's rebelliousness from the original yeah. days. And so I really think that if the games took notes from that and gave more of that personality to Lara, classic fans could get on board and be happy with it. Even if it may not be exactly what we want, it may not be, you know, fighting dinosaurs and all of that <laughs> like we would love to see. At least Lara would be recognizable, especially in personality. So speaking of where the franchise is going, we so far all we know is at the end of um, the Alicia Vikander film, she's there with her I'll Take Two, which mm -hmm. better not be fan service. They exactly. better keep that in. They damn well better keep that in. Mm -hmm. That seems to be at the moment the only real hint of what we have to come because we know there's going to be another film. We, right. everyone is expecting, yes, at some point there will be another game. Mm -hmm. Where would you like the series to go personally? In terms of Lara's character, in terms of her adventures, just in general across the world, is there somewhere that you would love to explore as Lara? What do you think? Um, I think in my perfect world, and I don't think we'll get what in my perfect world I would want. I wanna see Lara, I would love to see them go back to the roots and even if they wanna 
change some things, take some creative liberties, as long as it doesn't involve her motivations being changed, but actually go back to the roots and give us a Lara who's very rebellious, very strong, who does acrobatics, who's that intimidating woman again. She doesn't have to be less intimidating. She doesn't have to be watered down to make people happy. Gamers love playing as characters who are intimidating. It doesn't matter like, uh, you know, about any specifics about gender identity or sexuality, anything like that. We, for the most part, most gamers, we love playing as power fantasy characters. So give us that power fantasy Lara again. And I want to see adventures and I want to see dinosaurs, statues that are coming to life, stuff like that. I truly want to feel like that again. I'm kind of over the whole grounded approach. So that's what I want. Do I think that we'll get it? No. <laughs> so I guess my compromise would be if they wanted to stick with the whole reboot formula, at least blend the two somehow, make Lara closer to how she was in the last movie and personality give her shorts it's okay to wear shorts <laughs> come on uh dual pistols would be nice if there were some form of acrobatics we know they can do it black widow has some acrobatics in uh, yep. their avengers game they're working on and yeah just make the series more fun again and not take itself too seriously that would be ideal for me and then obviously remasters like i don't even want remakes I want remasters. Give us the same classic games, just like upscale them, polish the textures, but let them be the same games, but work for Nintendo Switch and current modern consoles and PC. Yes. That would be the dream. Absolutely. I would love to see that. What would you love to see in terms of the remasters, in terms of a graphical style? Because I know I'm quite outnumbered in this, but mm -hmm. something along a sort of a little bit of a sort of cartoonish Spyro yeah. remaster. I would, I would like that. that. I think when you think about the gaming head statues for the classics, yeah. that style I feel would be perfect. And and I think that it's hard to tell with like the old school graphics and how blocky they were, but I don't think that, that Tomb Raider was originally created to be realistic. Uh, when you look at the concept arts even where technically they can draw realistic, but they didn't. So she... I don't think that that was the direction they were going for. I mean, you're doing backflips and shooting dinosaurs. <laughs> Realism wasn't the focus here. So yeah, I'm totally for that cartoony style. I would love that. I think it'd be perfect. I was actually speaking to someone online earlier as well about bringing back the revisioned Tomb Raider series. Because mm -hmm. I absolutely yeah. loved those. I really loved those. Those were really there great. Some, there were some like, really really stories but otherwise i thought just as a concept having yeah so many different versions and portrayals of lara at different stages of her life doing mm -hmm. completely different things but i think they were all joined i think mini driver was possibly the voice for all and of her voice was amazing i loved her voice yeah yeah are there any other voice actresses that you would love to play lara I think if they really were wanting to extend an olive branch to the fans, they would go with uh, either Judith Gibbons or Shelley Blonde, go with one of the classic voice actresses, and that would really be like, okay, they're thinking about the classic bands. <laughs> I would love that ideally, but at any rate, if they weren't going to go that direction, man, and her name 
I, I totally forgot her name, but the she voiced Evie in Assassin's Creed. Uh, Victoria, I believe. I don't remember her last name, though. Her voice just reminds me of almost Shelley Blonde-ish, and I feel like if they wanted to go with a different voice actress, she would be amazing for the role. That'd be really cool. I think as well, something like, well, if not one of the original voice actresses, but someone who sounded like that mm -hmm. would probably even help bridge another gap between sure. the old fans and the new fans because you've got that sort of, oh, it's a throwback. It's more of a connection, mm -hmm. more of the old sort of style of Lara, which is really interesting. And I hope they do that one day. I don't know if the next game is going to feature Camilla, but mm -hmm. if not, I would love something more more classical, should we say. Yes, and very British. Very yeah. British is a must, very much so. Well, Mel, I am going to say thank you very much for joining us on Radiocast today. I thank you. I was talking to you about all things Lara. This was so fun. The time just flew by. Oh, I loved it. It's been very, very good. And yeah, thank you for your time and happy raiding. All right. Thank you so much. It was great talking. Take care. Thanks for listening. Radiocast is now available across the web. Check out and follow our page over on Facebook, Instagram and Tumblr, as well as Twitter. And don't miss out on the video series over on YouTube. All links can be found below. See you next time!